This is a Boardwalk Audio podcast. The Meat Improv! Hello and welcome to The Meat Improv with me, Josh Simpson. And me, Jake Jabor. The Meat Improv is, of course, the storytelling and improv comedy podcast where we bring on comedians to tell true, meaty stories from their lives. And then we do improv comedy off those stories. Hey, Jake, how can you support the show? Well, you can go to Am- uh, boardwalkaudio.com <laughs> slash the meat and click support our artists, which will take you to Amazon. Shop as you normally do, and we get some little crumbs. So with the holidays coming up, yeah, go do all your Amazon shopping through yeah. the meat and give yeah. us a little, give us some crumbs. Also, just tell your friends about the show. Yeah, that's also great. But, but now let's get to the show, like the fun part, so you yeah, can yeah, see yeah. what you're promoting and helping us with. That's right. Let's get to it. Um, we have two very special guests, uh, former or teammates. We'll just say teammates on yeah. uh, Rococo, uh, Cody Cop and Lande Altheus Jr. So what's up? Hello. Welcome. Hello. Welcome. <laughs> Welcome aboard. Um uh yeah so thank you for being on uh um what do we want to talk about jake <laughs> mm. so you guys are i give i'm gonna get i'm gonna ask you this maybe i should have done it off the air uh is rococo so you get rococo recently got broken up mm-hmm. i asked that as someone who's been on two teams that i loved that were broken up yeah. so uh i come at this with love uh do you guys are you guys gonna keep playing together is that in the in the plans i feel like this, that's something we definitely floated out there yeah um, especially since we all are still very connected and still like on group chat and stuff yeah. like this yeah. so we always kind of talked about if we, if shows we, were offered yeah we text as much as we did when we were like still a team yeah uh, i think like if we like have shows are offered we'll we'll do them we want to like keep doing things together um I think, like, realistically, people get busy. Mm-hmm. Uh, but, you know, it's not something, like, anybody was like, I'm done with this team. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I realize it's an awkward thing to talk about, especially so so recently afterwards, so I'm not trying to put you on the spot. But, I, yeah, uh, yeah, I mean, I've been there, man. Yeah, <laughs> I'm, yeah, still yeah. A, I'm still on a group text with Cooper. Oh, uh, for real? Uh, four years later yeah um and yeah we did like the way it, we we still do shows sometimes when we're asked yeah. but it is a little tougher just because people have other teams and yeah. it tends to be one of those things where like a herald team that's just so structured gives you a chance to like a reason to hang out with everybody all the time you realize how much of a, a bubble it is too about like who yeah you're in this t- kind of like you said structure you're kind of in this routine where you are specifically obligated in a way not obligated you want to be together but there's certain things there's certain parameters you're functioning in where it's like cool we gotta be together we gotta rehearse we gotta do it this amount of time so yeah able to do that amount of shows and then when those things kind of change yeah it is it is interesting realizing like oh cool yeah we were in a bubble in that little Harold Knight bubble where you know it's kind of easy to see each other a lot yeah Um, and so now it's just like working harder it's just working harder to kind of connect and and do shows if you want to do shows and stuff like that absolutely yeah uh, that's part of the reason we did this podcast, honestly, just yeah. so we could like not only connect with the f- past teammates, but just like it's a good chance to play and get to know people. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um. Anyway, for those listening who might not be from LA, Rococo was a great Herald team. Mm-hmm. Uh, they did a lot of inventive stuff like Glow Coco and uh, all Cody Cop. Uh, that was your idea, <laughs> Cody. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I mean, we did like a lot of like the weird. 
uh, late nights back when yeah. that was more acceptable to do. And uh, yeah, like a, it was always like a team decision, but mm-hmm. I, I pitched a lot. It's of definitely that. like the Thomas Edison of that team. He's always inventing and tinkering with stuff in his garage and coming <laughs> up with stuff like, hey, I got yeah. this new thing that I just built and it's a, you know. <laughs> so for anyone who hasn't seen, ever seen that show, or uh, it was, uh, I sat in my garage for three months and built, uh, eight identical like LED laser suits, um, <laughs> and we performed silent soundtrack like improv in the dark mm-hmm. um, at at sunset. Did you get measurements from everybody, or did you? Yeah, you eyeball I, it? I rem- literally remember like sending out an email without explanation to yeah. everybody, like send me all your measurements. Yeah, <laughs> and, and this like, was like, uh, what, what is what is going? What is he up to now? Yeah, and then like three months later, like here's your suits, <laughs> <laughs> and we booked. And they this. all have like wires sticking out of them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Had had you made something like that before? In the no, past? it was a complete like I learned to solder, and uh, I learned like basic electronic like engineering like uh just from like for that for that Mm. wow for that and it was amazing too because then wasn't it one of the things just how it looked too yeah um we wanted to try to do it at at dcm but you were like i don't think we can bring it on a plane because it kind of looks like it looks like a bomb like just the the wire sticking out of it it looked like i was going to be checking into like united airlines with yeah. eight bomb suits especially it's like wrapped uh, to like a hoodie you know what i mean and yeah. yeah i mean it's just a yeah it's also like not an easy road to explain that like uh it's an improv form yeah, yeah. <laughs> you gotta explain what improv is yeah, yeah. here we'll uh, just do a scene we'll just do it for you we'll just do hey uh just give me a cut word. the lights in the airport yeah, yeah, yeah. um well uh I, I I I don't know. I just wanted to say I appreciate that team. Uh, oh yeah, thanks for coming it. on. Yeah, thanks, man. Um, uh, yeah. Um, well, what else is in the news? This is something I've been wanting to talk about for a while on the show. Just as a little warm up thing. Uh, well, I guess there could be two things. One, I just got a car. Hey, just got a car. Okay, just, just bought a used car for the first time in my life. <laughs> okay, not from family. Uh, but sort of in the same lines. I had one of the weirdest lift. Uh, rides of my life very recently. Really? And I wanted to go on, share it here. Yeah, yeah, go on. So I, uh, do tell. <laughs> <laughs> I popped a tire on my now my old piece of junk car. Uh, that's gone. It's out of my life. I don't have it anymore. Uh, so happy to get rid of that thing. <laughs> Did you clean it out before you got rid of it? Or some of the stuff, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so other stuff I was like, like I had like a subwoofer in there that was like 10 years old and, I was like, <laughs> and it was, hadn't been hooked up for five years. And I was like, you know what? I don't even want to deal with it. Yeah. 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 Uh, someone will yeah. like, I don't even know what it'd be worth anyway. And also just some junk. Yeah. Anyways, pop the tire, had to go to a tire store. Then I had to coach. Uh, so I basically had to get a lift to go coach and this lift has taken forever to get to me. And it, uh, it finally shows up to the tire store and I got a lift, just a regular lift, not a lift line. And there's the guy who's on the lift app. And then in the front seat is just a woman. <laughs> <laughs> so then I was like, what? Is, what? Yeah. That's never happened. Yeah. And I didn't really, I was like, well, whatever, just give me where I'm going. Uh, and I slowly deduce that like they're together. Okay. <laughs> and like, I can't imagine how bored you'd have to be to tag along for a lift yeah yeah afternoon yeah yeah 
Cause that's not, I mean, my, my dad was a, a police officer for Santa Monica. And so sometimes my mom would do a ride along with him during, yeah. during, you know, certain times. Really? I'd spend time. Yeah. Like, and it was like, like a ride along as he's working. Oh. Um, so that was at least exciting, you yeah. know, cause you would see some pretty crazy stuff, but <laughs> a lift, just picking yeah. people up to go coach and <laughs> be like, Hey babe, come on. I got something to show you. Here's what I do. At noon on every day. <laughs> well, I'm, I'm my my radar was already kind of ticking. Like I was like, er, think alarm bells were going off. I was like, this isn't normal. Yeah. Was she adding anything to the like oh, lift experience more or than he was? was. It like you were just. She was like welcoming you. Like <laughs> oh no, not the experience. She was okay. she was just blabbering and i say that not so to be like, like you- there she goes blabbering i'm trying to have some dude time God, you're being so misogynistic right now <laughs> cool. so it's just like you just stepped into the backseat of like somebody's private moment yes yeah so they're Whoa. talking to me about how they moved to arizona and how they came back mm. and then they started talking to me about i forgot i wish i would have mentioned this happened like two or three weeks ago I don't remember how we got there, but somehow they're talking about their crazy neighbors. Mm-hmm. And then we come to I come to find out that um, very recently, excuse me, they were living in like a some kind of low income housing situation downtown. Where I know how it was. Someone was like they were talking about their a guy that smoked. They they were like joking amongst themselves, so I could hear it. But it was a guy that like smoked, and he was like very old. And smoked crack. Yeah, I'm about to say that's that's a very good qualifier on that. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just crack and smoked. cigarettes, but just was smoking tons of stuff. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> just smoked or crack. Uh, and they made some kind of like they're trying to be harmless jokes, but definitely not totally harmless jokes about this dude. <laughs> and I'm like getting uncomfortable in this lift, and then they're sort of alluding to like we had a financial thing, and again nothing you know no skin off my back for like a financial hardship but then i'm like looking around and i finally ask i'm like so do you always like go on the lift with your with him or what and they're like yeah well i forget how they put it but they put it in a way where i was like i looked around and i was like oh they live in this car <laughs> like like the, it was like a kind of an SUV type thing, like maybe like a Jeep Cherokee type situation. Yeah, you were in one of those buses that's been turned into. <laughs> yeah. But the back of it was like there Never was. Knew. <laughs> <laughs> Wouldn't have expected it at all. <laughs> they had a disco ball, Cody. I didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> it was an RV. Yeah. But I just slowly realized it, and I was like, oh. And they also had like a five star rating, and I was like, how could this be? Like it's like a moving bed and breakfast. People just thought it was like really nice. Like, oh my God, this is really kitschy. I love this. Yeah. <laughs> I just didn't know what to make of it. And they were like, yeah. like the clean? vibe I was getting from those two were like perhaps tweaking out. Oh, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know, specifically the the lady. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. I thought it was like. It was like, I picked up some of those vibes that we got on the train, Jake. Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and she took a train through uh, the, the South. Yeah, there's a, some of those types of vibes. There's definitely something about people joking about other people on drugs a little too much. You're like, you, right. I think you're on drugs. Like, yeah. You're just going at it a little too hard. <laughs> Specifics yeah, that yeah, most yeah. people wouldn't like. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I mean, he got me where I was going. <laughs> I didn't enjoy the conversation. Yeah. I didn't... 
five they did stars. get lost like once or twice. What's that? Did you give them five stars? <sighs> I think I gave them three. Mm. But that just means you don't get them again. Yeah, yeah. Can they tell who gives you stars? No. Okay. For some reason in my mind, I always thought they can tell. So yeah. I always have a little bit of a guilt thing like, ah. I mean, there really were four, but I'm gonna give them five. I right, just, like yeah. I feel like if I give them five, I don't have to deal with it anymore. Right, yeah, I, I might you know? have given them five. I'm really struggling to remember it. just to be like, because on one hand, I really didn't enjoy it. Yeah. On the <laughs> other hand, he is. Try, they are trying to make some money. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Get out of the fucking car. Yeah, yeah. <sighs> I'm thinking about going back to using taxis. Really? really? I think, uh, yeah. Like, <laughs> I have not seen, like, do people who are, like, actors that are, like, just trying to like, make an extra couple bucks, like, even lift anymore? I feel like it's, like, all the, like, ex-taxi drivers are now driving mm. Lyft and Uber. So it's, yeah. like, as, as long, like, at least with taxis, they were, like, they had their own union and, like, yeah. Yeah. were able to be paid a living wage. Yeah. yeah, yeah. There's also, I just heard a... Uh, a slew of anecdotes from uh, a team I coach and it was the women on the team and their ride shares experience just one after another. They were like, he kept reaching back like with a hand. And I was like, that's crazy. Then one of them was like, he wanted, he asked to see my phone so he could pull up a video. And then he started driving faster. And she was like, I had to grab the phone out of his hand. And then the third story was a guy who was like, it sucks that like a, guy if he's driving the lift can't ask the woman out and she was like no it doesn't like and i was like they just had story after story and it's like that's a that's like i feel like i don't know cabs well enough but there is kind of like a professionalism about it well that and if the cab driver decides to abduct you at least you're like you can spot me in the yellow cab (laughs) (laughs) right yeah and yeah they're not your silver camera is gonna blend in yeah (laughs) have a dispatch being like yeah you got to come back to whatever you know i just know this from collateral i have no actual evidence of it just from the movie collateral that's why i know that somebody's checking on you yeah somebody's checking on Mm -hmm. him yeah Collateral, great movie. He does claim to get from LAX to downtown in seven minutes That's or something crazy. like that. That's and crazy. I can't believe I'm nobody. offended by that. Living <laughs> I know. Close to LAX and having to go to UCB and all those other places, <laughs> I'm offended because of my personal experience. I've I been know. To- and it was shot in LA. I can't believe one person wasn't like, That's too crazy. Yeah. Like, yeah. Uh- <laughs> 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 that script supervisor checks out. <laughs> Anyways, yeah, you're right. Lifts are weird. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Ta- a taxi might be the future. Well, driverless cars are coming, so Lyft and Uber yeah. are gonna go away. <laughs> is, there's no way that's gonna totally work. <laughs> I know I a driverless car. Yeah, yeah. I, I'll believe it when I see it. Like, because I feel like too the all the from what I know about which is a little bit about driverless cars is they have this like computer and there was this one thing they were, they were talking about it. the computer and everything is in the back in the trunk which is like the most that gets hit on any car and you know there's going to be a transition period where there's going to be driverless cars and drivers and drivers are going to hit people in the back all the time that thing's going to hit in the back of that computer hardwired then the thing's going to turn into who knows what going on some like that is so funny I did not even think about that yeah Hey, Josh, got your lift? 
Yes, yes. Okay, cool. Thank yeah, you. yeah. Just get in the back seat. Uh, okay, <clears throat> type in the address. Cool. You should be there in about 25 minutes. Okay. Okay, honey, honey. Baby, Listen, I need I, money. No, babe, no. Give honey. me money, baby. Okay, okay. Hey, who are all these people in here? Uh, this is uh, just my extended family <laughs> and my wife of huh. 25 years mm-hmm. who is just, she's a, you know, she's a gold digger. You know, she is a gold digger. Don't, I don't wanna... talk about me like that. Sweetie, listen, you have to own it, okay? You have to own it. Okay. Here's five, <laughs> here's five dollars, please. Thank you. Okay. Thank you, uh, yeah, so so where are you from? Oh, well, originally Milwaukee, but I'm, I've been out here 10 years, so this oh, is kind of home. 10 years? Nice, nice, nice. Do you have any gum or anything? Uh, honey? That's when we need to go to the store. Okay. I've been telling you we need to go to the store. Okay, baby. Listen, we were supposed to go to the store in the morning, and I told you I gave you a list. Gum was on the baby, list. Baby, we drove right by Avon's, and you kept going, and I was like, I need to give me some gum. I need to give me some cigarettes. What is all that racket? I'm trying to nap. <laughs> Look, oh, my Grandpa. God. I didn't even see him. Grandpa. Grandpa. What is going on? Listen, Don't... we're just trying to get some groceries, okay? Oh. I got a Lyft customer, okay? This is business. Oh, my God. You didn't... We have company. I'll put a rope on. Grandpa, please put your... <laughs> Balls are always out. I told you, cover your balls oh, up when you sleep. Oh my sleeve. god, I didn't know we had company. Hey, do you I'm mind sorry. not smoking in here? You're gonna ask me not to smoke in my own house? Listen, you should not. In your house? Don't, Excuse me? Don't t- come on. This is my grandpa's house too. He's a part of the family, so don't tell him not to smoke. That's offensive. You coming into our car and telling us how whether or not we're gonna smoke? I I paid for a service. You know what I mean? You're going to get to where you're going to get to in a meaningful amount of time. That's the service. Okay. Now, you know, I'll apologize for my son. He didn't, it looks like he didn't offer you anything to drink. Can we get you something? A coffee or tea? (laughs) A coffee or a tea? You have the capability to, I'll take a coffee. Cream? (laughs) No, just black. Okay. You want half a michelada? I got half a michelada I'm working on. It's, like the, it's making my tummy hurt. Is it like the tomato Bud Light thing? It's, a to- it's tomato Modelo, but yeah, you want it? Tap, tap. Uh, you're not a, you're not, if you get an open container, you're going to get... I, look, there's not me. I'm not having the open container. I'm driving, so I can't drink any of these things. But if you want to partake, feel free to partake. These are just, you know, these are my people. Mm-hmm. You could keep the Michelada. Okay. Is your coffee careful? It's hot. hot. <laughs> <laughs> Piping hot. How'd you, what did you make this? I'm going to make you a cold coffee? No. No. It's just very hot. Okay. 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 So it says here we're going to make a left on La Cienega, but it's kind of blocked up. Is there any background that you like to use? Mm, this is a new place for me. I, uh, oh. I would just say follow the... Follow the Waze app. Okay. What right. do you got? You got a Thomas guide up there? What yeah, yeah. I got it? a little, little Thomas guide, my little sweetie here. <laughs> she actually. I'm the navigator. Yeah, she's a navigator for me. She likes reading books. She doesn't like screens. They hurt her eyes, the mm. computer light. That's uh-huh. they, they're going to get into your brain that way. Yeah. She's been reading a lot of these YouTube really alt-right things, but right. most of them I just deal with brainwaves. I don't watch the YouTube. Waves. I read the YouTube. Yeah, That's yeah. right. Mm-hmm. If you need me, I'll be outside washing the car. <laughs> what? <laughs> All right, Grandpa, make sure you harness yourself, okay? Harness yourself, okay? I know what I'm doing. <laughs> okay. Oh, that's bad coffee. Mm. Um, okay, did you guys... I've. Uh, is this one of... Is this your... Baby, or there is a baby. No, that I mean that wasn't. That's not our baby, Mm-mm. but it was definitely 
a baby that was, we can tell it was related to us just from the forehead. Uh, we have this forehead thing in our family. It's a forehead lump. We call it I the lump. Mm-hmm. And so we saw this baby out at a, one of our barbecues and it was just left alone afterwards. And we were like, this is somebody's. Yeah. And so we just, It's got that lump. That it's means that. It's, an, it's an O'Neal. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. That O'Neal lump. Uh, we still haven't deciphered whose baby is it. We know it's not ours. Not we my know baby. it's not our grandpa's. We think it might be our uncle Jesse's or aunt Salops. Mm-hmm. <laughs> aunt Salops, she has a lot of kids. Mm-hmm. You want to hold yeah. it? Go ahead and hold it. You I don't want to hold it. it. Hold the baby. Someone should. It's just on the. I just. It's... Who better to hold it than you? You're right there next to it. <sighs> okay, I'll try. Hold the baby. Oh, God. Oh, God, I'm covered in mud. I'm gonna have to take a bath. Uh, mm. Draw me a bath. <laughs> you want yeah. a bath? Yes, please. I gotta feed the baby right now. Hold on a second. Let me take my bra off. <laughs> what the? Baby. <laughs> Could you just lean his head over? Yeah. You know, you, you can. My you nipple. can <laughs> take the whole thing. No, I need you to hold it. Hold it. She's holding her big titty. She's got a big titty. She can't hold the. Baby, hold the hand. baby, and the big titty. I mean, you're like 55 years old. <laughs> what is happening? Here? And my milk don't run dry. <laughs> there you go. She's never, you can never accuse her of having a dry run in that titty. Okay? Even when I'm not pregnant, my titties run, <laughs> that, run nice and wet. That titty ain't mm-hmm. seen a milk drought since '85. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Mm. Oh, look at look, look at this old little unnamed baby, thirsty. <laughs> I think he likes you. He was, my baby hadn't been sucking on my titty all this morning until he'd been in your warm arms. Mm. Um, you know what? This here's fine. Uh, oh, no, it says fine. the address is still. We got another 5.3 miles. You know what? Actually, there's two landmark uh, movie theaters. I'll just do this one. and uh, You going to it? movies? Yeah. I was going to go to the movies. Are you going to movies or are we offending you? I don't. Do you find us despicable for some reason because you're a big city slicker? He's L.A. proper. Uh, I don't, you're not offended. If you let me out of here. <laughs> We're going to have a problem. No, we don't have a problem. We're going to have a problem. Um, put the robe back on. No, no, no. Keep the robe keep off, the robe Grandpa. Because huh? he needs to see. In our house? You're offending us? Could you keep calling you're this your by house? us? Show him those big bad O'Neill balls. <laughs> oh, there's a loop on the top of there. <laughs> He's got that O'Neill ball on. Yeah. <laughs> O'Neill ball on. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, is it just, just let me out here and we'll call it even. Yeah? Yeah? Okay. All right. Take the baby. <laughs> Five stars, I guess. <laughs> That was exactly the lift, so oh, yeah? we did it. Perfect wow, reenactment. We didn't get to uh, the crack part of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, so now we'll get to the meat part of the podcast. We're sharing meaty story. So, Landale, you're up. Yeah, so this story, just a little background on me. Uh, I started playing basketball at, what is it, eight years old? And since eight years old, that was my passion. That's everything I wanted to do. That's all I wanted to do. Um, it was basketball was everything to me. And so this kind of story is basically about the last time I played college basketball and did not know it. The last game I had. Whoa. Okay. I didn't know it was going to be. Where'd you play? Uh, I played in New Mexico State. Okay. Uh, and so uh, I was. Is that D one? D one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. There you go. And so my freshman 
my freshman year was a cool year because my uncle was coaching the team and he just had, you know, he was an NBA all-star back in the day. And so it was a small what? town. Who'd you, and so, you can't just gloss over that. I know, so Reggie Thies is my uncle. Oh, okay. Yeah. Where did he play? He played at, I mean, he played what? Atlanta Hawks, Chicago Bulls, Magic, um, Magic the Nets. He played with a lot of teams. Wow. Uh, Kansas City Kings, which is where he eventually left to coach the Sacramento Kings Okay, after my freshman year. So... If you had to compare him to a player today. Ooh, player today. See, he was like... I know it's the tough, name is like familiar. Time, time periods are different for yeah, NBA. Yeah, yeah. It's evolved. I'm just trying to think. So I'm just trying to think what would be like the uh, like a tall... He's a 6'7 point guard who can pass, run the floor, and score. But he had... Giannis? That's what just popped in my head. Yeah, it would probably be <laughs> like Giannis, I would say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. Sometimes like to, a, like a, I don't want to dish Sean Livingston, but like a better Sean Livingston. <laughs> you know, I mean, that I makes was, sense. You know what I mean? Um, More than just like a mid range, yeah, yeah, kind of yeah. game there. Um, so it was it was cool playing for him. The tough thing was too. I always felt like I was kind of like in his shadow at that school, you know, because everyone talked about him, and he's like, oh, you're oh, you're his, you know his nephew or cousin, whatever. Uh-huh. Oh, you you know. So I always felt like I needed to get my own name out there. Um, so freshman year, I was kind of like under the radar. I was on a partial scholarship, but it was super fun. Went to the NCAA tournament. Damn. It was like, so it was like, it was Whoa. dope. We played against Kevin Durant, against Texas. Really? It was, yeah. Wow. Yeah. And he's definitely like 6'11". He's not 6'9". Because uh-huh. we had a, a forward who was 6'10", plus he had an afro, and he was as tall as an afro. Yeah. So we were like, this dude is crazy. <laughs> um, but then during the summer, he had left and he got a job for the Sacramento Kings. And so there was a new coach coming in. And so when the new coach came in, you know, we kind of had a meeting and talked about what I was looking for. I wanted full scholarship and I just couldn't, I couldn't afford school anymore. Yeah. Um, and, and so I was like, okay, you know, I don't know if I'm really feeling it. So I think I'm going to leave, you know, go somewhere else. Um, and then he kind of talked to the team and kind of hit me up and reached back out. And he was like, yo, tell me, we got a spot for you and we're going to make it work. And everyone on the team's telling, telling us that we need you. So I really want you to stay. And so just feeling that kind of pull, I was like, cool. Yeah. If someone wants me like this, yeah, I'll stay. Um, Cause we had a great program. We had a, a great like coaches coming through. And so then throughout the rest of the year, it just started turning into a shit show in the sense that. I told him, like, listen, I need scholarship. I can't afford to stay in school anymore. And then on top of that, he recruits eight dudes over me, full scholarship. Eight of them were not even eligible to play for the first half of the season because they didn't pass the NCAA clearinghouse. Okay. And so it's like I'm basically struggling, like, to pay the, like, struggling to pay the bills. And eight people have scholarships that can't even play. Yeah, like you're spending Whoa. basically hundreds of thousand dollars on people who ha- who can't even play, and I'm you know being shortchanged. And then on top of that, um, he was like forcing players to live with me, and I had this like little apartment. He was like, "Cool, can two of our guys? They need a place to stay. What? Um, can they stay with you?" I'm like, "I need. I, I mean, it's they need to be paying rent on time." Yeah, don't worry, I, I'll figure it out. And so. Then it was like, of course, you know, kind of finding ways to make sure the players get the money, but they kind of had to, you know, make sure they paid rent and the rent was always late and it was, you know, basically coming from that source. Uh And so it's like, I'm always dealing with eviction notices and dealing with all this. And then on top of that, because all the players were not cleared, I get bumped up from a shooting guard to a power forward because we don't have enough guys. So I'm every day in practice. I'm trying to box out six, eight, three hundred pound dudes <laughs> and I'm losing and I'm, and they do a plus negative thing at practice. Things you do good, you get pluses. Things you do bad, you get negatives. And if you're in the negative after practice, that's the extra stuff you got to run. Oh so I'm like one of the only ones that's always running extra after practice. And so that is I, bullshit. Yeah. Yeah. I, I mean, so I was fucking 
fed up. And so halfway through the year, this is like the first half of the season, which is like we've played five official games, you know, uh-huh. and I, I just leave. I'm like, I'm gone. Can't stay here anymore. And so like my last game was the kind of turning point was I think we played this one team, UC Davis. And well, I mean, you know, we smacking UC Davis mm-hmm. and everybody plays in the game. Even when everyone is supposed to play, we're smacking them. Everyone gets in the game, but me. And so I'm like, and so afterwards, you know, we're talking about the game, all this stuff, da da da. And then real quickly, it was like, oh, by the way, sorry, I forgot about you, LT. Sorry, to, we didn't get you in. Sorry about that. I forgot. Um, and then kept moving on about how good the game was and all that stuff. And I was like, okay. And so after that, I tell my roommates, who are my teammates, really close friends, I'm like, yo, I'm out. Like just talking about all the stuff I've been feeling. And I really kept it in because no one knew I was like mm-hmm. angry or whatever. But uh, but yeah, I just left with nowhere to go. So that was like my last game. And I just decided to leave. Had nowhere to go in the middle of the season. 24 hours later, luckily, uh, an old coach of mine uh, had a, a hookup with a college in Idaho that had a full scholarship. And they heard about me. And so they flew me out there and I visited and I looked at it and it was just like, cool. It felt felt like a good fit. I'm like, yeah, yeah, I'll come. I'll come here. So luckily, 24 hours later, with like not knowing where my basketball career is going, uh, I get a full scholarship at College of Idaho. But I can't play the first half of the year because if you play for two schools in one year, that counts as two years of your eligibility. Uh-huh. Whoa. So I had a redshirt that year and just kind of sit out and practice and wait till the next year to play. And so I'm just kind of like, you know, getting this new area, filling out the team. And then everyone is just super excited that to have me because when I'm seeing me, seeing me in practice, I'm like, I know I can really help this team and we can like play on a really high level. This was NAIA at the, t- at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I was like, cool, this is going to be amazing. And then as, and for the first time being like full scholarship and just feeling like cool, everything I feel like, all the work I'm putting in, I feel like I'm getting it back. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and then this, uh, and then there was a, a summer where everyone was like, cool, cool. After the season was over, they're like, man, we can't wait. We're running open gym. Everything's going great. And then during the summer, um, I just had like a little knee problems. I was like, ah, oh, my knee's kind of hurting. You know, I've always kind of had knee issues, but it's a little bad. So I kept rehabbing and it wasn't working. And so I got an MRI from the Lakers doctor, from the Lakers like surgeon person. Wow. Um, and he's he acted like a pimp when I first came in. <laughs> like it was this dude with like a really nice expensive suit, had a, like some Laker championship rings. And he just comes in like, just like a hot shot, like, hey, so what we got here? What we got going on, huh? Oh, you got a little knee here? Cool. We're going to run you through the MRI, do something. Hey, who's that guy in your shirt? And it was a Michael, I had a Michael Jordan shirt where he was like, has the six rings. Mm-hmm. Um, and he's like, hey, who's that guy in your shirt? I was like, uh, Michael Jordan. He's like, yeah, how many rings he got? I'm like, six? Yeah, I got seven. Or <laughs> something like that. <laughs> No, you know, and he was like doing a whole bit. I didn't catch on. It was a bit at first. I'm like, how does he know? It was Michael Jordan, you know. Um, and he's just like a slick, smooth guy, you know. Yeah. And so, get the MRI back, and then they're like, hey, you barely got an ACL. I was like, wait, what? He's like, yeah, yeah, you got like this much hanging on. <laughs> it ain't gonna last. You need to get surgery. I was like, oh my god, because um, it was hurting really bad. And I was like, dang. And so. Then I got, I told the coach, I, this was during the summer, so I'm out of school. I'm in LA and they're in Idaho. So he's like, ah, God damn it. Ah, <laughs> 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 oh, God damn it. Uh, and then the other, your, like, your artistic, coach was Mike still? Yeah, like, ah, ah, listen, ah. <laughs> very really inside gruff, baseball. Yeah. He was very a gruff uh, hunting guy. He was Ooh. like a gruff woodsman hunter. <laughs> he was like a good basketball player. It was, it was, it was like two strange. things, yeah. hunting and basketball. Yeah. No, two things. I know how to shoot a buck from 70 yards and I know how to shoot a tray from <laughs> 30 feet. Um, and so, and they're like, oh, okay. 
okay, all right, man. Well, just, you know. Um, and so I get the rehab. Um, no, I get the surgery and of course surgery sucks. And then the, the, it's so much pain. I mean, really? Am I like after like afterwards? So after the surgery, the nerve block happens for like 24 hours. And then when the nerve block wears off, it's painful. I got to get strung up to this harness that like it it automatically, you turn it on and it bends my knee at a certain degree. I keep having to increase it every day to force my knee to bend. So the scar tissue doesn't lock it up. Oh, it was painful. And then my, I was laying in bed for like basically two weeks and I couldn't really do much. And my dad had to help out at some points. My dad's a heavy handed rough dude. So (laughs) he's just like, as soon as I'm done with that little thing that bends my knee, he straps it and pulls it off and just lets my leg drop and I'm talking <laughs> I've never had it was, it was so much pain that noise could not even escape my body yeah. like that's how much pain oh it was oh my god and oh. so I go through all that and then I go back to school and the school was a smaller program so it had one athletic trainer so I had to basically rehab myself through the process um, and so I'm going through this process and then you know months pass a lot of struggle a lot of kind of difficulty and then finally I'm starting to be able to play again I can run after the season's over I can run 5 on 5 in the spring got my brace on I'm playing playing good you know but definitely like a step slower can't jump as high it's definitely I'm not who I used to be um, hmm. and that was kind of frustrating too and that was dealing with that was tough because it was like you know basketball started becoming my identity especially Mm -hmm. like as an athlete and as a person being able to do certain things that becomes your identity and when you can't do those things it feels like you're losing a bit of who you are you're a little bit less um and so that was frustrating and then when i got home my knees started hurting a little bit worse and i was like what What the hell is going on and then I couldn't, it came to a point during the summer where I couldn't even shoot a jump shot without being in pain. And so I get another MRI. I'm like, what is going on? I thought this was, you know, and then they said there was another bone degeneration in my tibia in the same knee that was kind of separate from the ACL thing. And there wasn't really anything you could really operate on and you can kind of rehab it, but there wasn't any short road to deal with that. And they said, eh, it's probably going to be like another year. And you're probably always going to have some pain if you continue to play basketball. Um, and so at that point, I knew I was like, man, that's two years I wouldn't have been able to play. Yeah. Um, if I have to decide to go through this and then still try to play. And so I was home in the summer. And that's when I realized I'm like, basketball is over. Yeah. Like, it was really weird to, to feel like yeah, this is a little stumbling block and I'm going to get past it. And you still have all these dreams and and goals and, and, and things, you know, you're going to fulfill, not even Mm -hmm. think like, I know I'm going to fulfill these things. Yeah. And then to realize it's all just gone. And then also on top of that, feeling guilty because I'm at the school, I've been at the school at this point for a year and a half, the half a year that I transferred mid season, plus the full year I spent rehabbing my knee. I've been at the school for a year and a half that was on full scholarship and really looking forward to me to play. And I never even played one game at that school. Mm-hmm. Um, and so it was like, it was a real tough decision, not only to realize I, I'm not going to play anymore, but also to tell my coach that while I'm in LA and he's in Idaho and be like, I'm not coming back mm-hmm. and I can't come back and basketball's over. Mm-hmm. Um, so that was like a real heartbreaking conversation. Whoa. How did he take it? Um, he was just really hurt and, but he felt he was just sad for me too. Yeah, that's what knows, I would imagine. I mean, he had seen he he's seen me throughout the rehab, seen me throughout the practice, and he knew how dedicated I was. And so he was just really sad that it was it was over for me too. Yeah. Um. So a mixture of that disappointment for the school and the program, and mixture of that that 
just sadness for me too. Mm-hmm. Um, and also like, I, I mean, it's more important to walk when you're 40 than, you know, to play a season at this school, you know? Man. <laughs> wow. But yeah, it was, um, it was really, it was really crazy. Cause at that time at New Mexico state, that last game, I mean, if someone were to look back and be like, yo, this is going to be your last game. I'm like, what are you talking about? Right. You know, realizing mm-hmm. that this may be your last moment of playing something that you've dedicated your life to and that you mm-hmm. love more than anything else. It's, it's, it's just crazy to me that, that I never realized that that moment yeah. was what it was. And sometimes I always think about from that, just really cherishing certain things that happened in my life because yeah. you never know if it's going to happen again, even if it feels like a done deal. So you're oh. saying the game that you didn't get in. Yeah, was that was like the last game that I was like officially a part of. Wow. Yeah. So what was but, the last game you played in? The last game I played. I can't even rem- remember. The last game I remember playing in, which was like a fluke that I got this much time, was against West Virginia. And it was at a tournament in, I want to say New Jersey. And I actually played well that game, even though I didn't get a m- bunch of time. Like every time I got in, like I scored. That's yeah. good. It was actually a joke on the team that because I would get the small amounts of time but every time I went in I scored and that like my ratio of like points per minute was like the highest in the NCAA <laughs> um, but yeah the, that was the last game I remember playing in huh but you know it led me to comedy and acting and yeah. theater and amazing stuff and I became a better person because I was in this artistic field mm-hmm. um, and I feel like basketball doesn't fall I mean in certain ways for me personally it helped me a whole lot in certain ways that then after that I felt like I would not have grown or become a better person continuing to play basketball mm. the same way I did when I started becoming an actor and doing theater and doing improv and you know stand up yeah. and all this stuff <laughs> so looking back it's one of the best things that's ever happened to me that, sure. that knee injury blessing because I love what I'm doing yeah, I've yeah. never had that type of there was always this thing of basketball where I always felt like the effort I put into it was not rewarded with, it was just swimming upstream. There was always difficulty. Yeah. Um, and I feel like this path of an artist and comedy and stuff that I'm on, it feels like the effort and the result are kind of equal. They're in balance. I feel like they're in harmony. Wow. I've never good. had, I've never had like just that feeling like I'm working my ass off. I'm never getting in trouble. People are literally breaking the law, going to jail and still getting like starting position, mm-hmm. you know, doing all this stuff. I've never felt such craziness mm-hmm. that I felt as an artist that I did feel when I was playing basketball. Huh? Interesting. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But yeah, that's great. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. that an incredible story. I'm talking And cut. Okay, that was a good shot. Uh, extras, great work over there. Uh, supporting actors, great. Ooh, uh, DiCaprio, forgot about you. Sorry. Yeah. Uh, I forgot about you in that scene. You forgot to put Leo in the scene? Yeah, I'm sorry about that. I mean, you had the camera trained on those extras for quite yeah, a while. Yeah, they were doing a... Oof. They're doing a great job. Again, Thank great you. work on the yeah. extras, lighting department, sound. Everything looks crisp and clean. Is there anything you want me to do on, on the next take? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, I'm thinking like uh, um, in the background, have a be a guy who's in the, who's caught in the middle of his own sort of turmoil. You know what I'm saying? Like more of a personal history. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Um, and uh, yeah, have more fun. Okay. Um, uh, have okay. a little bit more fun with it. So I'm just to be clear. I, I'm playing JFK. I'm in the car with Jackie O. 
you, mm-hmm. Did you get the? Am I falling okay? <laughs> or yeah, you seem to be focused to, on the people in the back here. Yeah, quick. to be honest, I I was just zoned in on them. They were doing great. Secret Service seems like great. a huge. Yeah, scene I'm in the sorry. Movie. I forgot. I I just forgot about you for a second. You're. Clearly important. I just want to paint this Dallas picture. Okay, last looks flying in. Okay, Thank sir, you. just keep on Thank doing you. what you're doing. You're so great. I'm just going to put makeup on you. You're okay. fascinating in the background. You just blended in that Dallas 60s feel. Yeah. It's perfect. Uh, oh, oh my God. Did I not give you makeup? Did I not do? You put some, I mean. I'm sorry. I just must have forgot about you. <laughs> I mean, okay, you know, it's supposed to be like a bloody the, effect happening. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, we'll, we'll do that in a second. Let me just deal with the extras first. Um, <laughs> what is what is happening here? Okay, so it, we're going to need somebody that plays like a real photographer in their okay. hair. It's windy day, so I'm yeah, just yeah. going to kind of mess up their hair. If okay. okay, yeah, yeah, cool, yeah. Cool. Definitely, yeah. I want that photographer to look, yeah. Capture the wind, capture the photographer. Great, That's great. great. That's great. a good job. Uh, let's see. Uniform looks good. Hey, Oliver, can I talk to you for a second? Yeah. Oliver, <clears throat> listen. Mm-hmm. I was kind of under the impression that this that I was carrying this film, mm-hmm. especially in the titular role role of John F. Kennedy. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, yeah. Uh, I'm kind of feeling a little slighted on the set here. The makeup artist isn't paying attention to me. The camera's not even. You haven't got any any camera time with me. I'm look. You're great, right? You're the star. You're the lead. You're carrying this film. I but, thought so. You know, when you read an Amazon review and it's like. Uh, 15 good ones and one bad one, and then all you think about is the bad one. What? Well, I don't want anybody to be the bad part of mm. this film. So I'm really focused in on them. Uh, I want those all to be great so that the audience isn't like, hey, that extra looks, that guy in the background looks like he's he's not a person with a history, right? Um, okay. Okay. So, ooh, boy, did we not, we didn't get you into wardrobe, did we? No, I'm wearing my Space Jam shirt. Like that's hugely distracting. Okay. Um, you know what? Uh, let's do it. These guys are set. They look great. Let's do one take with the Space Jam thing, and then we'll see what <laughs> happens. like a huge mistake. Mm-hmm. Okay. We'll fix it in a post. We'll fix it in a yeah, post. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> post. Okay. Uh, quiet on set. <clears throat> All right. Lights. Uh, and action. Oh, this cigarette is really good. Whoa, it's windy. <laughs> God damn! I love this cigarette. I should quit, but uh, sweetheart, I know I've never told you this before, but God, this, uh, I feel like today's going to be a me. good day for America uh, and a great day. Cut! What? I was smoking a. Did you not see me smoking a cigarette? I was really that in was it. Perfect. And that was great. God, he just kind of stepped on my whole thing, yeah, you know. I'm, yeah. I know. I technically don't have lines, but mm-hmm. I figured like. It would be nice to say yeah. that I have that it's windy outside. Yeah, it's good. I want the audience to feel that. That's okay. great. You know what? That's good. Let's uh, let's move on to the next scene. Uh, we'll uh, we'll get you figured out later. Okay. Okay. What do you mean? I mean, this is supposed to be my exchange with Amy Adams before I get the back of my head blown off. Is that right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. We'll fix it in post. We're gonna fix everything in post. Huh? Yeah, yeah. All right. That's what Scorsese said on Shutter Island. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Okay. Can uh, I pitch okay. a couple ideas for just for my character sure, in terms yeah, of like yeah, my, yeah, my of course, depth of and stuff? I, mm-hmm. I, can I get it? Can I fly a kite? Can <laughs> oh, I fly a kite? Mm, I I just would. Oh. I'm thinking of my character of like, whoa, yeah. it's all these people. This is kind of crowded. Oh, there's this nice grassy knoll over yeah, here, yeah, and yeah. it's so windy. Uh, yeah, I should a, go we fly. Got a kite a, props. We got, we got a kite props. props. Yeah, That's yeah, great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let's do that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. That's great. I feel like there's a brooder film in the films that we saw of the event. There was no kites. It's gonna be a distraction. 
I mean, I don't know if it's people know what's going to happen, right? We want to catch them off guard. How are we going to catch an audience off guard with the assassination of JFK? We got to throw something in there that gets no. their attention. No, huh? you tell the story. <laughs> we want them to feel the shock of like, oh my god, I did J Edgar. This, do you huh? know what I mean? I did. I've done films like this before. Okay, okay, okay. I've done J Edgar. Okay, this okay? isn't J Edgar. <laughs> I did the uh, one with the bear. Uh, uh, <laughs> okay. I'm sorry. What's your name? Leonardo DiCaprio. Leonardo, okay. Well, well, my name is Stu Bronson. Yeah. Uh, I'm being Taft Hartley onto this project. Uh, and I think, like, artistic, uh, it can be up for, you know, sort of different sorts of um, uh, interpretation. So if I want to fly a kite, I should be able to fly a kite. Hey. Were the was the was the string quartet on the movie The Titanic uh, flying a bunch of fucking kites? Huh? They huh? could be. No, they weren't. That, that would have been a. That huge. was the one downfall of the movie. In yeah, my no, that movie yeah. Was it wasn't. Pretty. Ill. I was in it until they showed the string. Quartet. The boat yeah. didn't get. The boat didn't uh, hit a speed ramp and float into outer space. It hit a fucking iceberg like it did in real life, and it sunk into the ocean. Okay, we're not when we're dealing with history. We are our, our artistic <laughs> freedom goes a little bit out the door are you those people didn't know that this you know this president they were like who is this jfk guy is he really gonna do anything they didn't know anything about him they were caught off guard the public was caught off guard it was a surprise right no, they knew who jfk was <laughs> they were like he's a president but has he done anything we don't know yet, okay right? excuse he's me i'm a representative right? of sag after and mm-hmm. it seems like there's a Beginning of become a tiff, and I yeah. just want to make sure our oh. actors are fine. Excuse yeah. me, um, your background. Are yes. you okay? What is what is going? on? No, I am not okay. Uh, okay. This gentleman over mm. here, Leonardo me, DiCaprio, I Leonardo won the award DiCaprio. for best your... actor. I'm sorry. Can you give me your SAG number? Because I'm going to have to look that up. <laughs> my SAG number? Yes. I don't have my card on me. Well, uh, then you're not allowed to be on this set. Okay. <laughs> this is a SAG <laughs> union set. <laughs> Come on, you ruffian! How'd you get on this? Set? Hey. Uh, you don't have a badge. Come on. <laughs> Get Don't let go of me. And stay out. <laughs> Toss. <laughs> Cut to the red carpet premiere. It's just a bunch of fucking assholes. <laughs> Everybody's flying a kite. <laughs> it's like a huge thing. Marketing. The poster says uh, JFK, but there's a kite in front of it. You can only see the J. Check out that elbow of yours. Come on. Come on in here. Yeah, sure. Come on. Come on in. Bring it in. Right. Uh, ooh. Ooh. What's looks okay? Looks all right. Everything okay? Yeah, you see the poster in the back? <laughs> it's a it's a big poster of you. Yeah, it's uh, me right there. With it's, uh you got a bunch of rings on your It's a big poster of me with how many rings? You got you got seven rings. Yeah, just on my hands. Just on your hands. Yes, yeah, seven okay. on my hands, and I got three more elsewhere. Pockets, <laughs> shoes, okay. all sorts of places. So. Yeah. It's one of the uh, benefits. Quite the collection of rings. Yeah. yeah. You, you're really into jewelry. Who's your favorite uh, Who's your favorite ball player, basketball player? Who's my ba- my favorite basketball player? Yeah. Uh, probably Kevin Durant. Hmm. How many rings you got? It's just, it's just got one. One. <laughs> uh, one ring. Anyway. <laughs> Did yeah. you play? Did you play in the in the NBA? Did I play in in the NBA? Yeah. Uh, technically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> technically, technically, yeah, for sure. I was definitely Were I you, was, they, I'm part of the team. Played in the NBA. So team doctor. Hmm. Team doctor. Yeah. Technically, yeah. 
<laughs> are you the team doctor? <laughs> am I the team doctor? Yeah. Are you the Lakers team doctor? I Te- technically I'm on the medical staff. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Okay. Yeah. I just uh, I, I I'm a, a rookie, so I wouldn't. Yeah. I'm kind of new here. Rook. But. Rookie. You're the ball boy? Or no, I'm <laughs> you're the first round draft pick. Oh, okay. Yeah, ball. I got injured in college, so uh-huh. I, I just trying to get some rehab before the season starts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Cool. Where'd you go to college? Uh, Duke. Duke. Yeah. Duke. 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 Blue Devils. <laughs> yeah, I went to a couple colleges. See these degrees. University of Phoenix. That was undergrad. <laughs> ASU online. ASU online. That was grad and doctorate. Uh, you went to the Groundling School <laughs> of Acting. Ding, 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 ding. <laughs> hey, if you want, we could do a little role play, put on a wig or some glasses. We'll do some characters. Listen, I, I got to get going to shoot around. So, uh, oh, you got to shoot? Check out my my elbow. I just got like a bit, bit of a tweak. During, gotcha, gotcha. During yeah, we'll check out the elbow. We'll check out the elbow. I just want to let you know that I am sort of. Uh, maybe the most veteran part of the team. Great. Uh, I feel like you're just really trying to prove something to me, and that's that's okay. Like, uh, Why would I have to prove something to you? You're a rookie. No, you're right. Yeah, I, You don't have to prove anything to me. I've just... You're a rookie. I'm, so. the, I'm the number two pick. Where's your office in this building, by the way? Uh, my locker is in with oh, all the... Oh, a locker. The the that's like the world's shittiest office. Um. Okay, uh, could you just check out my... Yeah, sure, let's give it a try. Uh, ah, 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 yep, seems sore. Oh, fuck! Seems sore. Oh! Seems pretty sore. Oh, what is this? I don't know, what'd you do to it? You just pulled on, you just pulled on my... Ow! I, I can't fucking feel my arm. I can't feel my arm right now. Yeah, well, that wouldn't... That's not a problem with people who have experience with basketball. Let me ask you, when's the last time you put this arm around a lady? <laughs> This morning when I <laughs> hugged my girlfriend goodbye. Oh, you got a girlfriend, do you? Yeah. We got to the head coach's <laughs> office. Oh my God, he's out for the entire season? Yeah. You kind of had a... Oh, I didn't really... Okay. I think it'll be fine for everybody, though. Sort of had a smart mouth on him. <laughs> well, it's not going to be fine for everybody. He's a pivotal player in the team. You think so? First rounder? Yeah, I think so. So I need to figure something out. I need a. I need to. I need somebody. I. I got a spot on my team now. I need to fill it. Breakaway pants. <laughs> Breakaway top. <clears throat> I'm ready, coach. A doctor's. <laughs> that doctor's gown just broke away. We doctor's see just like a lot of like loose skin is falling out of his basketball. Come on, jersey. come on, Luke. I'm not putting you in. Come you, on, Luke Watson. Put me in. Why would I put you in? Because I'm three times as old as you. I have more experience. That's here. not. You don't. You can't play basketball. I kissed Kareem Abdul-Jabbar's wife. <laughs> uh, okay, I don't know. That doesn't mean you. That doesn't make you a good basketball player. You're five four. <laughs> okay. All right. Oh, we're taking measurements now. I'm the doctor. I'm six four. You're th- oh, you're six four. Come on, look at my scale. <laughs> Tape one of those things with the metal. <laughs> See, See? Keep look at the read pushing the it up. No, you're holding it up with your hand. Six I can't four. put you in the game. I'll put. Come on, put me in. I can't. All I right. Get- I see your, ooh, looks like you got a little rash there on the what? back of your arm. Let me see that. Ow! <laughs> Put me in? You broke my arm! I can play in the game Ow! then? Ow! Fix my arm! Cut to the game. Man, you can't guard me. I'm Kevin Durant. I'm MVP, man. <laughs> what you got? I got you for sure. Old man. Huh? Pretty skinny arms there, Kevin. Yeah, I do got skinny arms. <laughs> ah, ah, oh, mother... Ah! <laughs> 
definitely a technical <laughs> flagrant foul. You're out of the game. Oh, you're out of here. <laughs> out of where? Where are you out pointing? Out of here. You're out of the game. <laughs> <laughs> and he broke arm after arm. <laughs> we we cut to uh, the uh, after game uh, inside the NBA on TNT with Chuck and the boys. Well, first of all, first of all, I just want to say that. Listen, you know it's aggressive basketball. I, I like aggressive basketball. You know that da- that DACA, that medical DACA, aggressive basketball. I really like it. Back to the '80s. It's a throwback. He's a throwback. I like it. Man, Shaq, you crazy? <laughs> Chuck, 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 don't get me started, Chuck, Chuck, Chuck. We should get that doctor. That Lakers doctor is the worst doctor in the NBA. Chuck, Chuck, you're not a winner. You don't know what you're talking about, Chuck. You're not a winner. Okay. These guys are soft. You Let's go to the board. <laughs> to the screen. Let's break down how the bo- how the doctor played, alright? We can debate all we want, but let's see what he did. Now, here comes Kevin Durant driving down the baseline. Yeah, Kevin Durant, great player. Uh, and here comes uh, Dr. Green. Uh, there it is. He's it just is. going for the... He's reaching in for the ball, and he happened to break an arm. We're breaking arm. See, that's a classic move right there. You see, he didn't go for the body. He didn't go for the ball. He went straight for the arm. And that's a, that's a great move. I used to do that. Um, you didn't do nothing. See, don't get me started, Chuck. Chuck, Chuck, Kenny, hold me back. Kenny, Kenny, hold me back. I'm all the way over here at the screen. Uh, no, hold me, still hold me back. <laughs> ah! 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 What'd you do that for? Ah! Ah! I couldn't help it. <laughs> Awesome. Well, thanks for sharing that, Landale. That's one of the more unique stories we've had. Yeah. I knew you could dunk. I didn't know you played so long. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a whole Uh, other life. uh, Wow. Bad news for basketball. Good news for the comedy community. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Um, Awesome. Cody, you're up. Uh, Yeah. So I think I want to talk about uh, my my, uh, eulogy I gave at my grandmother's funeral. Oh, man. Uh, So in 2002... Uh, the doctor called in my whole family. This was like after my grandma had um, a checkup and sat us all down and was like, I have to tell you, uh, your grandmother doesn't have much time uh, left with us. We, we don't know um, uh, the, the exact time frame, but it's going to be somewhere between like six to eight months uh, that she, she has left with us. And it was like so... Uh, sudden and out of nowhere and uh we were just like just really like broken up about it and we're just crying a bunch um cut to 10 years later she's still with us (laughs) and uh completely uh blew up the doctor's predictions and like it got to the point where like at that point we were just like waiting for it to happen was like like every christmas was like you're still with us grandma like okay okay what was the diagnosis uh, just like deterioration in in health, like her heart rate was going down. She was on a pacemaker. Really? How old? Uh, how old? She was suffering from like cardiac disease. Okay, okay. Uh, but she was like in her late seventies, like or into early eighties. When the diagnosis happened? Yeah. Uh, and then yeah, she was with us until like her late eighties. Uh, and like it was just it was so funny because 
like, yeah, we had like emotionally prepared for like six to eight months. And then like 10 years later, she's still with us. Uh, and we was just like, my mom had, was already like cleaning out her house, like getting her ready to like be buried. But she's just like, she's like the, one of the most fiercely like independent women who like was just like refused to die and like was like uh, going to die on her own terms. Uh, and then in 2000, uh, 13, I believe she, uh, passed away in April. Um, and I was in college or out actually, no, I graduated from college at that time. I was like out in LA, uh, and my mom called and said that it finally happened that she, uh, she had passed and we were starting to talk about, uh, the funeral and my mother said, I don't want a sad funeral. This is, we all knew this was going to happen. This is going to be, we're going to make it quick. We're going to make it fun. Uh, I want you for the eulogy to do 10 minutes of stand up. <laughs> what? <laughs> <laughs> did you do stand up at that time? Yeah, I, w- I had done, like, before I did improv, I w- had done stand up uh, all from like w- the age of like 14 until like uh, post college. Wow. Uh, so, like, yeah, I could write and do 10 minutes, like, if, if they needed. Uh, ten minutes. Ten is, minutes of stand. It's a double Conan yep. set right there. <laughs> 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 you do some real. Uh, yeah. So like, I was just trying to figure out like, what is my angle on, <laughs> on my grandma's funeral, uh, and her name was Jean, and so I thought it would be funny to eulogize the wrong Jean. So. Oh. Oh, you went conceptual. Yeah. So I, I went alt comedy with it. I went very alt comedy. It was just like, what would Patton Oswalt say? Uh, And uh, it's like my WWJG, WWPO. Uh, And uh, so I eulogized Gene Wilder, who was still alive at the time. So I did. I, I got. Ten minutes, I don't remember any of it, but like I got like ten minutes of just like, yeah, I'm gonna all the specifics are just gonna be about like Willy Wonka and <laughs> and oh blazing saddles and oh stuff. Oh my god. And that is how old were you then? Sorry. Uh, I was like in my twenties. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. I was gonna say that's college confidence right there. <laughs> I know. I've n- sorry, go ahead. Yeah. Uh, like, oh, this gets crazier. Uh and so I like I got it all written out. I'm gonna do my ten minutes, like awesome. It's gonna be great. I'm going to eulogize Gene Wilder. My mother did not tell me that in order to save money, we did not have a private funeral. And instead, this funeral was tacked on to the end of a regular church service. Wait, <laughs> Sit, like no dismissal? Literally, like, right like after, after collection, after communion, and I'm like, okay, and now uh, for the next... 15 minutes, we're going to oh, eulogize oh, oh uh, Gene Hupp, who uh, was a, a a patron of this church, uh, <laughs> and uh, we're going to have her, her service for, for people who stuck around, and everybody stuck around. So I 
I thought there was gonna be like packed fifteen house. of my friends, like my family members, are gonna be there, and no, there was like a packed house of like two hundred people. <laughs> oh my god! At the at Damn this it. at this uh, church, and I I stuck with it and, <laughs> and and delivered a eulogy to Gene Wilder. So like that day, there was like a good and like everybody's like giving me looks of like hmm what. <laughs> Gene Wilder, we're at Gene Wilder's funeral. <laughs> so yeah, like there's like a good hundred and twenty people back in like uh, 2013 who thought that they were at Gene Wilder's funeral <laughs> that day uh, in Phoenix, Arizona. Oh, <laughs> oh my god! Holy shit! <laughs> yeah, uh, that takes some fucking balls. <laughs> <laughs> that is so funny. Yeah. What What was your mom's response afterwards? Was she like she loved it? That's incredible. <laughs> Did she really? Yeah. My mom is like the kind of person, uh, and I love her for this, like, uh, because I started like doing comedy at such a young age, she's like seen it all. She's seen me all like say the most vile and like yeah. dark stuff. So like nothing faces her. So like the fact that I did this, she's just like, oh, look at him doing his comedy. Wow. Like does not see the like sheer embarrassment of like me having to do this in front of so many people. So is your mom's mom. Yes. Phew, your mother and I and my mother have different approaches. Oh. <laughs> yeah. I eulogized my grandmother last spring. Right. Uh, or summer, spring, spring. Well, also, like, Very my different. mother and her mother, my grandma, did not have, like, the closest of relationship. I, okay. I had a great relationship with my grandma. But, like, my mom was sort of, like, at the point <clears throat> of, like, let's just get this over with mm. so I can, like, yeah, yeah. continue like to live my life. Yeah. Like, it feels like, that feels like it would have just been exhausting just because I, I feel like that tension was never released. Mm-hmm. So it was just, like, 10 years of this thing hanging over their head that just stayed. Yeah. Dang. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um. That's so funny. I'm trying to think, like, do you remember a joke from it? Oh, God, no. I I tried to remember uh, one from it, but... it was it was like I, I approached it at the angle of like we all knew and loved Gene. Yeah. yeah Every yeah. time he put on that purple coat and top hat <laughs> and somersaulted down the aisle, we all were like, Gene, like it was like kind of from that angle, from mm. what I remember. Okay. So did, did you do ten minutes? Around ten, yeah. It was like eight to ten. <laughs> so long. I, I feel like I was the long. only speaker because, like, no, <laughs> nobody in my family wanted to speak at my grandma's funeral. My mom, my mom no is, is petrified of speaking in public. So, like, I was the only person. And then, yeah, there was like the the priest who was doing like the priest part of it, but like he didn't know who she was, and he was like he got like all the information wrong. Like, hey, was I? Lo- I've been to too many. I've been to like three funerals of family members of mine. Where that has happened, where they have priests who don't know the person, like yeah. make shit up, but like and, also like try to yeah. sell that they like yeah. had a connect. We all loved oh, Susan. I have no idea why they do that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I have no idea. Yeah, yeah. I feel like a lot of stuff around funerals is just like so such weird tradition. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Like, and then, like, after that, my mom and my dad told me, like, what they want their funeral to be like. They were just like, after that experience, they're like, just throw us in the dumpster. Just throw me in the yeah. trash. Like, I don't care. Like, don't spend all this money on a funeral. Someone was telling me that you could just become a, like, you could, there's some sort of organization where you can, like, become a tree. 
or something yeah, like I've that. I've heard, I've heard of something like, cause I've heard of that too, where your body gets, something happens where you get to like, it becomes soil and you can, and make, you can like yeah, plant yeah. a tree with it. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That that's, sounds just about right for me. That's what yeah. she wanted. And then she saw like the breaking bad episode where like Walter dissolved that person's body in a bathtub. And she's like, that's what I want. <laughs> like, yeah, that didn't work out in breaking. Bad. <laughs> I, know, right? I wanted a to disaster. fall through the floor and ruin everyone's night. <laughs> So I still have an impact in your life. I'm talking real shit. Uh, excuse me, uh, Dr. Dr. James. So you, yes. You're telling me that I have six to eight months to live? That's correct. That's my... Well, if you don't mind me saying, I find that very sexist of you because I am what? an independent woman. Oh. I die when I want to die. I don't need no man telling me when I'm going to die. No, no. I'm an independent woman. <laughs> no, okay? this is not based on a gender or anything. Oh, I it's think a it is. diagnosis. Uh, oh, so you're trying to mansplain me oh. my own death? <laughs> nope. Is that what <laughs> no, you're no, doing? No. I assure you, this has been calculated just based on... Uh, your vitals, where they're at, the blood tests we ran, um, the x-rays, the MRIs, six to eight months. I would, uh, given that body... Uh, body, oh, given geez. that body. Also, now you're objectifying my body. Nope, nope. You took one look at my body, and you said, this is what this person needs to know about their body. No. So you going to tell me about my body? <laughs> no, I'm not. Just that, the composition, I would say the same thing to a man. I would say, you have got six to eight months to live. This is not based on, I assure you to take this seriously, this is it's oh. how long you have. I I I am fully confident you're a strong, independent woman. It will not change. Don't listen to him, Gene. He told me I had three years to live. What? He told you you had three years? Yeah. Look. Okay. I'm one. one. Sexist, if you ask me. That no. is sexist, because we live the same life. We eat the same food. We go through the same amount of different okay. stimulus, the same amount of adversity day through day. But yeah. all of a sudden, he has three years to live to my six to eight months? It's slightly different. Yeah. Like, I know the same experiences, things like that, but I just your your chemistry is different. I, oh, I Please don't the argument. do this. They go to the chemistry, right? They go Good. back to chemistry. They said it's biological. Oh, it's God. how God made us. Yep. Men and women are different. There's yep. a glass ceiling for health. That's just how it was I, designed. Look, this is just a prediction. I could be wrong. It's but it's not based oh. on. Oh, oh, there it is. Oh, there there's it is. The, there's there's the, the, there we go. There's the disclaimer. Okay, there's I the could term. be wrong. Doctor, yes. I'm, I'm so sorry. I was mm-hmm. passing by the hall and I couldn't yes. hear all the commotion. Is everything okay? Um, uh, I mean, relatively <laughs> speaking, I've I diagnosed. These two patients individually, and now they have uh, ganged up on me. <laughs> and, uh, oh, gang. Oh, he's yeah. the victim, is he? He's the victim. No, he's the victim. victim. Oh, I now. said that it's six to eight months to live for this woman here and three years for this man based on their... Mr. Hashtag not all men over oh here. Oh, my God. Uh, you're trying to pigeonhole this woman. <laughs> no, why are uh, you this doing man? this? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and to be in a certain Ooh. way. Uh. Why did you pop your head in here? They're going to die on their own terms. They're going to die on their own terms. We're going to die. On our own time. I could die right now if I wanted. <laughs> oh, that, I, Mr. Oh, prediction hat. Put on your right. prediction what hat. What are you doing? <laughs> I'm taking these needles and I'm poking myself. No, poke yourself, baby. Poke yourself with that, that wheel. You want to die right now? 
do you want to die right now? I, you happening? know what? Maybe just to prove don't a point, I would. That's why I love you, baby. You are so strong in your convictions. I love No, no, no. Please don't do that. Please. Look, I assure you, this is... Look, go get a second opinion. That's fine. You sexist piece of shit. Oh, my God. Somebody help me slit his throat. Why are you clapping? That's right. Bleed out, baby. Bleed out for the call. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. What is wrong with you? I watched the women gain the right to vote. I am also... I swear, I'm with her. Look, this is not... Oh, oh, now you're appropriate. Now you're appropriate. Yes, you are. I swear. Oh, my God. Are you going to say... Pound up my chest. I'm not pounding. This is medical advice. This is an emergency. I've got to get an ambulance in here. Please, somebody... first of all, I may be a little lightheaded. How come you're just worrying about his blood and you're not worrying about me? You spend all the time fixing his slit throat. What about me? He's dying. His throat is slit. Also, a man in in crisis is more important than a woman. No, no. A human being with their throat. <laughs> Nurse, what are you doing? You get, Why are you agreeing with these people? Please. 28% less attention than I do. Oh, oh God, you're okay. Later. You're okay. Stitch your neck up. <laughs> oh, look at that. He's using better stitches. You know, last time I came in here, I got two stitches. He just gave you 10 stitches. That, well, that was for your face. This was for the neck. I'm Equal not... stitches. Equal, Equal stitches. What? You wanted more stitches? I if want... I did... I want equal stitches to a man. If I take out eight of his, he'll die. I can't give him... Just take them out. No. That's right, baby. Take those out. Jesus Christ. The blood of justice is spraying everywhere. He's dying. This is not the time for this conversation. It's not the time for this conversation. Oh, so every time injustice is done against a woman, we got to stay. We just got to have send our thoughts to women. Mm. Oh, send Mm. our prayers to women. But let's not politicize a woman's. I'm not trying to politicize anything. Get him in the wheelchair. (laughs) Will you open the door for me so I can push it? Open the door. No, I'm not opening the door. We shall Hey, bud, I think you're overthinking it. You just need to do a little best man speech. They said it could be a little funny, but you don't... I don't you, it cost you... Like, it doesn't need, you don't need to go I'm conceptual. I'm a performer. I gotta perform. <laughs> no, no, it's gonna be a little distracting. Don't, don't treat it like a show. Treat it more like... Everybody knows. Everybody knows that I studied in San Francisco under mm. that guy who studied under Marcel Marceau. I gotta put on a fringe show. People don't really understand what any of that needs. No, I've got to give the people what You told me it had something to do with clowning. I, I just it's a honestly, clown mime routine. Uh, you know what? I would just say uh, maybe share an anecdote about Kyle. Then uh, say how lucky he is to have Susan. Then just uh, He's my best friend. Yeah. I'm his best man. Yeah. He didn't pick you. He picked wow. me. Wow. Okay. No, yeah. Oh, uh, hey, hey, guys. Uh, hey, Kyle. Hey, Kyle. Hey, what's going on, guys? Uh, hey, listen, uh, you know, we just kind of... Hey, nice suit, bud. Oh, hey, thanks, man. Uh, so, yeah, just kind of... Love that tie. Is that penguin? Yeah, yeah, it's a penguin tie. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Great tie. Uh, little, little, little Mr. Poppers. You yeah. know? Ties a part of the suit. But... Uh, but listen, yeah, there's a dead, <laughs> slaughtered goat in my driveway. Um, does anybody know what... I don't know what the heck is going Did on. Did you look inside it? 
oh no, it didn't look inside it. It was a dead slaughtered goat. Did I you reach dip- down into its its throat? Maybe there's a message. What the fuck? What? Did, did maybe you- maybe you're about to go on an immersive experience. <laughs> what? Uh, all right. If this is a part of life, some bachelor parties. <laughs> I don't know, dude. There's a goat in your driveway. You might want to reach in its throat to see if there's any messages. <laughs> That's what um, I do. All right. Well, all right. I'm going to check. All right. What do you Did think you of put, that? I thought that. What? That's fucking scary. Listen, I took a workshop in New York City from the guys who created Sleep No More. Oh, the mask play? Yeah, where you walk the, mask, and- the mask play of Hamlet. Yes. Everybody's going to expect me to do a huge immersive experience. No, they won't. That, that, that goes for months at a time leading up to the wedding day. I planned some, a lot of stuff for tonight. We're going to go to Deja Vu Strip Club. <laughs> We're not doing any of that. What? Not doing- I have oh, a take. Hey, hey, what's up, hey. Gus? Uh, yeah, so I did. Is that a new belt? Yeah, it's a new belt. Yeah, yeah. Looks great. Uh, I like your shoes. Oh, thanks, man. Thanks, man. Uh, so yeah, I found a Can't note um, in the goat's <laughs> mouth, and it was. It says that I have to find my wife and kill her because she knows. She knows what? <laughs> oh, I don't know, dude. You might have to go kill your wife, what? man. Are you know, fiance. What is going what? on? Man? Listen, man. If I found a note in a goat's stomach like you just did and it told me to kill my wife i'm probably gonna have to go kill my <laughs> wife you know uh, this is just one of those things again all right you guys are you guys are crazy all right you're you're trying to Who make knows? It- have you ever seen that michael douglas movie the game oh yeah yeah, yeah? yeah. this could be your game man this could be your wedding game <sighs> i'm gonna call my wife just to check up on her right and you guys are crazy yeah <laughs> Killed the wife. Also, I'm so, so good for calling him. What? It's a bachelor party. We're already calling it the wife. This is a bachelor life. Uh, yeah. It's not a party. Hey, guys. Um, uh, Becky's being a little bit of a bridezilla, but she has to make an honor to just, I just, I'm supposed to clear a couple things with you about the bachelor party. Um, it's a couple, I know you two are his best friends and, mm-hmm. um, uh, she just knows how knows you two both very well, and she really just wants to make sure. Josh, no strip clubs. Oh, okay. At a bachelor party? What are we kidding? It's That's the like, least of our worries. You're always looking for an excuse. I tell to you, sort of like I would tell her to go to a, if there's a safe room anywhere or one of like a, a, a one of those bomb shelters. Okay, there might be. Scavenger hunt on your on her life. A scavenger on Susan's hunt on life. her life. Yeah. Okay. I, why is no one pay attention to me? I okay. like your uh, uh, yeah. necklace, by the way. Did she get my requests? <laughs> yes, she did. Um, she's uh, sailboat is prepped and ready to go. Sailboat. Uh, and the she, yeah, the provisions. Um, and she wanted to know the scorpions remain in the jar or are they put on the kite? On the kite. Okay, you got it, Josh. Just try and keep it clean, okay? What? I, I don't know why everyone's scolding me. I was just trying to have a good time. <laughs> yeah, well, everyone knows you were the one who was passing around that bukkake tape, so just keep it clean. It's so gross. Okay, thanks. Bye. Bukkake tape? <laughs> <clears throat> I misunderstood what that was, by the way. <laughs>
<laughs> would you think it was? I thought it was Bukowski tape. <laughs> Bukowski tape? Yeah. I thought Why it would was... anybody be upset about passing around a Bukowski tape? I don't know. He had a bit of a reputation. He was kind of a drug. <laughs> Listen, we're just trying to have a nice weekend. Yeah. Okay? Yeah, Kyle's a great dude. I want to make sure that I live up to the hype of my reputation. Mm-hmm. No sex stuff. Okay, okay, fine. No sex stuff. I know how horny you get. <laughs> you're the horn dog. God. Everywhere we go, it could be TGI Fridays. You're like, ah, I'm a fuck. <laughs> yeah, well, I'm, I like pins and stuff. I don't know. I don't know. I need you to put this mask on. What the- what the hell is this? this is like a real this feels like real skin. <laughs> hey, uh, you guys order a lift? No. What? For the bachelor party? Yeah, we did. All right. Uh just come on, hop on in. Where's the uh groom? Uh the groom isn't coming on this lift. <laughs> oh, okay. Do y'all want some chips? <laughs> y'all want some chips? What who's this? Hmm? Who's <laughs> Hey, where are we just going? At? Are you going to go murder me? Is that what the plan is? Here? We're going. This is part of the weekend. Put the mask on. I, I don't know if I. Uh. Oh, y'all got a mask? That's fun. Mm-hmm. Ooh, That's oh, fun. cool, cool. It's we got masks, too. It's a bachelor too. weekend. I'll put the mask on. Yeah. 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 Okay. I'm, an, uh, I'm an immersive theater actor. Mm. Yeah. You ever you ever seen Sleep No More? No, I haven't seen Sleep No More. You haven't no seen Sleep No More? Oh. You've heard of Marceau Marceau? You are so cultured. You know what? You should come by more often. I, I will. Yeah, come please. Come on. We like, uh, we're trying to get more into theater. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, okay, the destination, you said uh, the bottom of a deep well. <laughs> Here we go. Mm. <laughs> <laughs> we go to the middle of the woods. <laughs> they get dropped off. Uh uh, the the uh, best man holds a gun to Josh's head. <laughs> this dissolves into a movie set and cut. <laughs> <sighs> were they were the camera even on me, or did you follow that weird? <laughs> huh? I feel like the camera wasn't even on me for that. Like this was like this the moment where I'm like about to say my last words is. Uh, I just wanted to make sure we got the tail lights of the lift. Um. I have a few more ideas for my character. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Please. Okay. Hey, yeah. Uh, I want to know, can, can I be like playing Frisbee? Oh, my God. We're in the woods. It's like, sure. Like a, it's yeah, 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 kind of yeah. Thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, props got a Frisbee in the back. We got an extra big Frisbee. You, you know? do? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, a big <laughs> Frisbee. I like one of those. Yeah. yeah. Big okay. Frisbee. Yeah. Like a novelty size like novelty big frisbee. frisbee. Yeah. yeah that sounds pretty good. That sounds pretty good. Okay. Yeah. Great, great, great. This is a story of how President Josh Simpson. Fought off a uh-huh. whole an attacker. A bear. It's a it's a story of s- survival. Yes. Yeah. 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 And we're focusing on a man playing frisbee. Isn't that going to take away from the whole thing? I don't think so. I think uh, <sighs> it's part of the immersive experience. It's an interpretation. Uh, listen, you know, listen, DP here. Everything looked mm-hmm. good. Um, some of the Space Jam shirt did kind of block the shot from the lift, <laughs> so we're gonna have to post that. Post that. Okay. Yeah, post that. Okay. He was wearing a Space Jam. <laughs> <laughs> The Space Jam shirt's a problem. Is that what we're saying? Yeah, yeah. That was just uniform. I know. I get. I am just saying we're not built for the lighting for it. We can either light the Space Jam shirt or uh, the woods. So you know, we got to make our priorities. Right. Okay. Take it from the top. Lighting. Quiet on set. Speeding. Action. 
I wanted to accomplish great things with my life. You've Not li- so fast, if you. Oh, ow, ow, I'm sorry. I got. This just sort of tweaked my elbow just like a little bit. I'm sorry. To oh, talk oh, cut. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So is there like a medic on, on staff or anything? Yeah. Yeah, you got. Uh, let me see that level. Yeah. You have sure. level? Let me take a look at that. No? Okay. No? Ah! Ah! Yeah, yeah, yeah. Cut yeah. to inside the NBA. <laughs> oh, my God. That was, that was a classic. That was a classic. Did y'all see that? Did y'all see no. that? In my see. day, you didn't have doctors on the film set. No, 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 you no. got hurt, you just kept doing the movie. <laughs> Uh, well, thank you so much for being on the Meet Improv. Yeah, that was a blast, you guys. Yeah, thank you guys. Those are great. Um, uh, let's go around the table. You can uh, plug something, maybe a Twitter or any anything Could you got up. coming up. I did warn you about that, so I'll give you a second. Uh, Jake, you want to start? Yeah, uh, come see We're Gross with Gilly the third Thursday of the month, UCB Franklin, 930. Uh, and check out Mondegreen uh, at Herald Night. Great. Cody? Uh, my Twitter is at officer underscore cop. K-O-P-P. Uh, K-O-P-P. Uh, and then check out, I don't have any like uh, particular dates, but be on the lookout for uh, my improv team that performs the movie form uh, Criterion Collective. Cool. Uh, what's up, y'all? Uh, my <laughs> I, my IG is at Londale Jr. Jr. is J-R. Uh, check out Hulu on November 14th. Uh, I'm going to be guest on on a series called Future Man. Um, oh, cool. So they'll nice. release every episode, I think, on November 14th. So I'll be on one of those. Nice. Be fun. Awesome. Uh, great. I met Mr. Josh Simpson on Twitter. You can check me out there. We'll do the teacher shows 7 p.m. Tuesdays. Used to be sunset. Uh, follow the Meat Improv on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. Give us a like. Rate and review us in the iTunes store. It really does help. And mm-hmm. it also touches Jake's heart when he gets a new review. Yeah, I do like reading them. <laughs> yeah, it shares it with me. Uh, and most importantly, since this is mostly a show for improv nerds and comedy nerds, if you got if you know any other improv or comedy nerds, tell them about the show. Yeah. Uh, um, awesome. Thank you so much for listening. We'll see you next time on The Beat. The Beat. Improv. Audio podcast. For more information and shows, visit boardwalkaudio.com. Don't forget to rate and subscribe now.